You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. I am so excited about tonight's show. I truly believe it's going to inspire all of us to step up in great ways. It's going to center on leadership, cultivating exceptional school leadership, Actually, something that is just so crucial to each school by itself and also to the whole educational system. Having that strong, positive, compassionate leadership is key to any success in life, whether it's a one-man or one-woman dream or the running of a company or a country or the vision for a school. And it's not just about one person at the top of the pyramid who's deemed the leader. I really feel leadership can and actually in many important ways needs to come from each of us in how we live and model our lives, our work ethic, our humanity, and our vision for our community and for the world. So get ready for some big, important, awesome inspiration to lead and to be a shining light in the world. And to start tonight, I have some very special educator shout outs. In one of my recent Right Road emails, I ask you, Right Road teacher friends, to nominate great leaders in your schools. So I'm going to share some of them here on the show tonight. I think it's so important that we take time in our busy lives and in our hectic world to really honor and acknowledge people and educators and leaders who are stepping up to be extraordinary and do extraordinary things. And if you hear your name right now as a nominator or a nominatee and let me know you heard it, By sending me a quick private message on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, you'll receive a free school supply grab bag, as will your nominator or nominatee. So, how fun is that, right? So, these are just a few of the amazing educator leaders you wonderful Right Road teacher friends have nominated this evening. First of all, Julie Abner from Riverside Elementary in Jefferson, Indiana, nominated Cindy Shreve. Cindy is their school's academic improvement coordinator. Julie shared that Cindy goes above and beyond every day for the kids. She wears so many hats and does so much. Julie continued that Cindy's job coaching, quote, leads us in directions we need to move in and that she's a daily inspiration. Stephanie Webster from Cathedral Elementary in Crixton, Minnesota, nominated first grade teacher Lori Erickson. Stephanie says that Lori goes above and beyond to help all students and teachers succeed in the school and that she's a great asset to their whole school. Jennifer Healy from Sinaloa Middle School in Simi Valley, California, nominated science teacher Shara Dakin. Jennifer says that Sarah is a great leader because she takes on tasks others won't. We all know how appreciated that is. She leads by example, takes on challenging students on campus, and works hard to make sure all students are successful. Crystal Taylor from Centennial Elementary in Streeter, Illinois, nominated her principal, Anne McDonald. Crystal shared that um, she teaches special education students with moderate to severe needs, and last year, they were really shorthanded. Her principal, Anne, 
was willing to step up and tough it out right along with them. Anne was spit at and swore at like everyone else, but she stuck with them until the program improved through commitment and dedication from everyone. Anne showed total dedication, and Crystal really wanted to make sure her principal knows just how thankful she was and is. Melissa Miller from North Andrew Elementary in Rosendale, Missouri, nominated Barg Suchin. Their school's Title I reading teacher, uh, I'm sorry, title reading teacher, Melissa says Barb takes time to get to know the team, and she uplifts, encourages, and motivates others to be the best they can be. Susanna Spear from Nativity Catholic School in Brandon, Florida, nominated her school's director of curriculum, Jennifer Sibaran. Susanna said Jennifer is a great leader because she listens closely to the feedback from other colleagues and teachers and revises guidelines as needed so they can have a smooth transition into a great school year. Elizabeth Bishop from Southern Elementary in Lexington, Kentucky, nominated kindergarten teacher Blanche Kelly. Elizabeth said Blanche was her mentor during her first year of teaching. She said she's always there for guidance and leadership and she is kind to every student and adult in the building. Dixie Gonzalez from Converse Elementary in Converse, Texas, nominated her principal, Cynthia Davis. Dixie said Cynthia has shown her what a great leader looks like. She listens to, guides, and supports the teachers. Dixie shared that Cynthia always lets her know if she ever feels overwhelmed or frustrated, her door is always open. Brenda Blackman from Robinson Middle School in Topeka, Kansas, nominated Bree Hauser, their school's dean of students and instructional coach. Brenda shared that Bree has flawlessly stepped up into a new position in their building and has taken on some of the most challenging students in their Title I school. Bree works tirelessly to build relationships with the kids, always meets them where they are, and always fights for them to be successful. And Darlene Button from McKinley Elementary in Indianapolis, Indiana, nominated her new principal, Deanna Perry. Deanna was the assistant principal last year and had to step up to principal this year. Darlene shared that everyone loves Deanna. She's so supportive and caring about everyone. She's crazy busy but can always give a minute to hear concerns. She's very involved in every aspect of the school but at the same time allows and trusts everyone to do their jobs. Darlene said that she can't brag on Deanna enough. And you know what? There were so many nominations that I literally had to just draw names out of a hat regarding which ones I would share here tonight. So truly, kudos to all of you amazing educators out there who are leading the way on the right road. I wish, I really wish I could have time to share them all because it's so inspiring. And, you know, um, the leaders you nominated at your schools, this is so interesting. They come from every corner. Teachers, support staff, principals, it really just goes to show that each of us in whatever our job or calling can lead and shine. And people notice and they feel and are impacted by the outstanding leadership. Exceptional leadership makes all the difference in the world. And that is what are we, we are going to focus on tonight. So a great big welcome to each one of you listening. As always, I'm so happy you're here with me. And I think you know what time it is now, you guys. I've got tonight's first On the Right Road giveaway. And as usual, we'll announce all the recipients from all of this evening's giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook. 
Facebook page tomorrow, and we'll get all the gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers at their schools the week of September 24th, okay? So, let tonight's giving fun begin. Here we go. This first giveaway tonight, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now, and first, I want to make sure to mention, especially for those of you who might be new to On the Right Road, what you're going to do is, as soon as I explain each giveaway, Marcy is going to pop it up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. So instead of just waiting for it to show up on your timeline, if you've liked our Facebook page, just actually go directly to the Right Road Kids Facebook page. Have it up and ready, okay? And then the easy entry guidelines are going to be a part of each post, giveaway post as it pops up. But there's one extra. You want to also always include tonight's code word, which is the word leader. I thought that would be perfect for tonight. So in addition to the simple entry guidelines and the giveaway post on Facebook, on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, when you're entering, also type the code word leader as part of your entry comment, okay? Easy as pie. So here for this first giveaway, I have 10 Right Road Kindness Boxes. I think kindness is such an important part of leadership, and each of the boxes is filled with over $30 worth of wonderful new school supplies. Again, I wanted to share these tonight because kindness is such an important part of leading on the right road. So for this giveaway, there will be 10 teacher recipients, and each will receive one of our very special Right Road Kindness Boxes. To enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. And remember to type tonight's code word leader as part of your entry comment, okay? So, Marcy, you can pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. And great big thanks to Nair for helping to make this giveaway possible. And you guys know this is just the first of the fantastic giveaways I'll have throughout the show tonight to bring sunshine and kindness into your life and to your school. So, keep that Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready, okay? And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, September 9th. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that, okay? But no worries. We always have fun on the right road every day, okay? So now here's the thing. What is a great leader? I feel like this is the crux of the matter for tonight's show, and I think it's always very important to have a clear picture of something before moving forward with a million details. And I wanted to share examples of what you think a great school leader is, because you're in the trenches as educators, and our educational system and the world needs to know what you think. So... Here are some of the ways that you have all defined a great leader. And as another special surprise, I told you I was going to have a lot of giving tonight. Each of you whose name, school, and leader definition I share here right now and who private message me, private message, private messages me on our Right Road Kids Facebook page to let me hurt. I can't talk. To let, I'm so excited. To let me know you heard me share your definition, will receive a $50 school supply gift pack. I hope that makes sense. So if you hear your name here, your definition, private message me and we'll get a $50 school supply gift pack to you, okay? So here we go. Sue Horita from John Adams Elementary in Alexandria, Virginia shared that that great leaders in education always put students first. They make decisions based on what is best for the kids. Shelly Van Sant from Cimarron School in Palmdale, California, 
shared that a good leader is positive and inspiring and inspires others to be the best they can possibly be. They are a positive role model and live what they preach. Karen Misseldine from Jacksonville High School in Jacksonville, Arkansas, thinks that honesty, dependability, and consistency are three traits of a great leader. Eric Lee from Eulen Hitterdahl Public School in Eulen, Minnesota, shared that a good leader to him is someone who leads by example, which includes work ethic, being dependable and personable, and treating everyone with respect. He said having a good leader in school is so important because it can help make everyone better. Oh my gosh, so true. Fern Chamo from Sullivan Elementary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, believes that a great leader is someone who is modest and knows that they do not have to have all the answers. Someone who gives positive feedback and constructive criticism, someone you can trust, and someone who truly cares about his or her employees. Sue Ubira from Dartmouth Middle School in Dartmouth, Massachusetts, believes a great leader leads without much fanfare. They go through their day with a sense of purpose and living a life with character, making others feel worthy. They lead by example, making conscious choices to live a moral life that supports the innate goodness in each person. A great leader takes time to reflect on their choices and how they impact others. Amen. And Stephanie Jones from uh, Biscayne Elementary in Jacksonville, Florida, shared that an outstanding leader inspires others to be more and do better, not through fear or threats, but by the amazing example they provide. Great leaders are also encouraging and recognize the effort and hard work of others. And Sandy Martinez from Sunnyside Christian School in Sunnyside, Washington, shared that she loves the model called servant leadership, as do I. I love this. She said a servant leader works with those who are led, listens well, and has discernment to filter through the brainstorming ideas to know what will be effective and what won't. A great leader knows their staff or students well and finds ways to encourage the use of their strengths and knows how to create a healthy balance of challenging others and stepping back and letting them discover things on their own. He or she empowers those they work with and knows when it's necessary to make tough decisions and assign what must be done. A great leader creates an atmosphere of mutual trust and respect and leads with confidence, not dominance, and exhibits humility when a mistake happens and is willing to offer forgiveness when others make a mistake. Bottom line is that a great leader builds relationships, exhibits humility, and leads by example. Oh my gosh, I I just, I love how you guys shared so much from your heart about this. I know this is just so important to all of us. And I just jotted a few notes here that are kind of my two cents on added things that I think uh, are part of what great leadership is. I feel like great leaders inspire and uplift those they lead and set a path for them to shine. I, I posted a, I actually I put, included this in my Right Road email this, this weekend. It's a quote from John Quincy Adams. Um, he, he said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. I love that. Number two, I think great leaders need to be able to see the big picture vision and have a vision of how to get there without losing sight of the forest for the trees, meaning that, you know, each person, each step involved along the way is important. So you have to have the ability to see the big picture and navigate through each step along the way, uplifting everybody in the process, right? The third thing 
is I think a, a great leader has to have the ability to gather information and make decisions, sometimes tough ones. And sometimes those decisions have to be made very quickly. Very important. You can't ponder a life-changing decision when it needs to be made in five seconds. you got to be able to lead quickly sometimes. And number four, I feel like a great leader has to have a heartfelt willingness to dig a ditch if needed, to clean a bathroom if needed. You know, leaders have to have a pulse on what's really going on. And like so many of you shared, they need to lead by example. And what I find so interesting is that so many of our definitions have to do with things of the heart. It's the business aspect combined with the people aspect that makes a great leader. If you take the business aspect out of the equation, you know, not much is going to be accomplished, right? But I think it is so important to remember that it's the business and people aspects combined that make great leaders. And yep, there are leaders who focus on the money and the fame, and the personal success. But I believe when that is the only focus, there's like a hole of sort of people destruction left in that person's path. And that is not what life's all about. So there's much to consider and learn and be open about when looking at becoming and being a great leader. And we all as individuals, as educators, as parents, as communities, as, as a country, need to look at this topic for ourselves and for our kids, for the next generation and for the generation after that and the generation after that. We've got to be amazing leadership role models so that, that kids can learn the right way to do this. So on that note, you guys, I am so incredibly happy to introduce you all to my incredible guest guest this evening. His name is Matthew Portell. Matthew has dedicated his life to education as a teacher, instructional coach, teacher, mentor, and school administrator. His leadership in the field of education is notable nationwide. He just started his fourth year as principal of Nashville's Fall Hamilton Elementary School, a nationally recognized innovative model school for trauma-informed school practices. Matthew also blogs for the monthly Education Week series, Learning is Social and Emotional. In addition, he contributes to Edutopia in a multitude of ways and is the founder of At Trauma Informed Chat and the Trauma Informed Schools Network. And earlier in his career, he also combined his passion for literacy and cycling and founded the award-winning nonprofit Ride for Reading. The organization promotes literacy and healthy living through the distribution of books via bicycle to underserved children nationwide. Oh my gosh, holy cow. We've got so many amazing things to talk about relating to the important topic of leadership. And I am so happy to welcome Matthew Portel to On the Right Road. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you so much. Uh, How exciting are all the giveaways you just did? I was fired up here on the other end. (laughs) And and we've just started. I mean, I just, my heart is always so into giving to students and to educators. And so we just always like to build tons of fun into every show. We like, like we were talking about before the show, I like to really make every episode really an event that is impactful for all of us coming together as the Right Road family. So, so Matthew, let's start with this, okay, if I could. I know that I just talked a whole lot about leadership, but I would love to hear, you know, in a brief nutshell, what is the definition of a great leader in education to you? I, I, think, um, I, I think you covered a lot of it, but I think uh, leadership in education is truly multifaceted. Um, yes. I think you have to, it's founded in, in relationships 
without doubt. To me, um, in education, it's it's the people business. We're not we're not producing data points. We're not producing uh, necessarily focused on absolute academic achievement. We're producing human beings, and so in right. education, without relationships, there's really nothing. Um, and then the other is is being able to motivate and and push people beyond what they feel they're they're capable of. Um, and I think that is grounded in relationships. There's a quote that I heard that uh, that inspires me often, and is children don't learn from people they don't like. Um, and that comes down right. to a relationship. And I feel like uh, teachers won't work for principals they don't like. Um, and so it, it kind of oh. it kind of parallels um, for teachers or or principals. I love that. Well, and it, and it parallels for any any position that you're leading, anybody. Uh, oh, my gosh, I love this. Okay, so now I know this next question is a very general, broad question, but I think it's important. Again, in a nutshell, how do you feel exceptional leadership can be cultivated in a school? It happens at all levels. Well, right? I... Yeah, and, and I, I made a mistake my first year as a principal, and I told, okay. um, I told a teacher I was going to give her leadership. Um, it was a grave mistake. Uh, I feel that leadership in education in any building, uh, whether it's elementary, middle, high, even, even post-secondary, um, is when someone sees an opportunity um, comes up with an idea and fills that that opportunity. And so what I define leadership as in my building is when you see a gap or you see an opportunity, you come with a, with an idea and then filling that. It's not it's not a position. It's not a role. Um, it really right. is um, building capacity and for the greater good of the building. Well, and it's almost like, like you just said, it, it's something that can't always necessarily be assigned. It's like you have to step up as a leader, and then your leadership shines right. through, and that's how it works. And I think when we're shining examples of that for our students, they learn the right way to, to become a leader as well, without putting others down, but mm-hmm. lifting them up. Oh, my gosh, this is awesome. So now, and we talked a little bit about the show about this, too, you and I, Matthew, but I know that Stephen R. Covey wrote a book, and I th- I hope I'm saying his name right. Is it Covey or Covey? Is it Covey? I say Covey. I think it's Covey. <laughs> okay. So, well, it's spelled C-O-V-E-Y, and they, the, the family right. writes so many amazing books. But Stephen wrote a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's a very famous book. has sold, I think, over 25 million copies at this point. And I understand that you use the concepts from this book, and most noted habit five in your school and in your leadership technique. First of all, what is habit five? And then how does that play a key role in your leadership approach, you know, at your school? Sure. Habit five is, um, is seek first to understand, then to be understood. And that simply love just it. means listen. Um, and, yeah. and so I use that at Fall Hamilton in every aspect. Um, from my parents, when they're coming in upset, I simply listen to try to get to what they're trying to tell me as opposed to the response I'm going to give. I try to, when I sit in a classroom um, observing a teacher, I try to see and when, uh, where they need the support so I can do, so I can help them in the way that they need to be supported. And of course, for my students, um, we approach behavior a completely different way um, where we try to understand what has happened to students 
and not not what's wrong with them. And so that foundation right. of Habit 5 truly is the foundation for all leadership, is understanding what the situation is or what decision needs to be made or what the next step to a problem needs to be before making any type of um, response. And I think it is the core of all leadership, to be quite frank. Absolutely. Well, and and as part of that, I understand that the staff meetings at your school take place in a circle format, and that has to do with all of this. Why is that? Why is that so important to you and to your school? I think when we operate in in a circle, there isn't anything magic about a circle, um, but there is something magical about people being able to see each other. Um, And and grounded in that habit five is you have to seek first. And so when we do um, any type of sharing, uh, we usually use a talking piece. And, and what we say is that doesn't only give people the ability to talk, it gives everyone else in the room the ability to listen. Um, because we have some pretty, we have some pretty strong conversations and, and there's some things that are shared that, that could become, um, detrimental if not done in a safe and positive way. And so the circle just gives everybody the opportunity to have that interaction face to face. And it gives everybody the ability to listen while others are speaking. Oh, I love that. Well, and now related to that as well, I understand that you operate on what's called a pre-forgiven mindset. What is that and what role does that play at your school? Because I feel like these are all key leadership points for all of us to really understand. So what is that pre-forgiven mindset? So every year we come up with a mantra. Um, and our mantra last year, moving into this year, is pre-forgiveness. And, and the concept of being pre-forgiven doesn't mean that every mistake that you make, there is no response. That, that isn't where we ground it. Pre-forgiveness comes in that we all will make a mistake. And a lot of times those mistakes come from situations. Um, for example, um, my child is sick at home and I'm struggling to try to figure out how to pick him up after school. I come to school, somebody asks me to do something, respond negatively or in a way that would not, I would not normally. Um, that person understands right. that there are things going on with me, therefore there's pre-forgiveness. A teacher may um, respond in a way that, that she normally or he normally wouldn't in a classroom. And having that conversation of hey, you know, tell me what's going on. And I think where it's even more grounded is that in pre-forgiveness, we operate that way with our students too. Um, There's another word for it. It's called grace. Um, And understanding they're going to make mistakes and want them to make mistakes. And some of them feel the safest at school. And that's when they'll make their greatest mistakes. Uh, So building it as a learning, um, building as a learning foundation for all students under pre-forgiveness. Uh, and I think it's key when operating, again, with human beings. I think we, everybody is going to make a mistake, and, and knowing that's okay um, through, through moving forward. Well, and, you know, the thing is, you never know what the person next to you is going through. Like you said, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe that teacher's daughter is really sick. Maybe that student's mom's in the hospital. I mean, we don't always know. So sometimes, unless we sit down and ask... You're right. If somebody's acting in a way that's just completely mean, 
and inappropriate, something else is at the core. It's not you. You know, clearly something else is underneath that, and sometimes they just need somebody to give them a hug or lend an ear, and that makes all the difference in the world. So I love everything that you're saying. I feel like you need to write a book, my friend. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> because I, I feel like you are so on the right road with, with everything that you're saying and how you're leading at your school, and I feel like there are keys here that can unlock a lot of the challenges we're, we're dealing with with leadership and education. So stay with me, okay, Matthew? We've just scratched the surface here, and you know I've, we've got so much more to talk about, but right now I have another awesome related giveaway for you teachers, and it's really, this one's really in honor of you, Matthew, okay? So this giveaway number two is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have 10 $15 Amazon gift cards, so 10 of you can purchase the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, which is the book, The Habit Five, we've been talking about comes from, or the book, The Seven Habits of Happy Kids by Sean Covey. I bought this kid's book, this kid's version, for my son when he was younger, and it was one that he wanted us to read together every day. Every day we would pick one of the seven habits, even if we read it 20 times before. He's, Mom, I want to read this one. It is so special. It is such a special book. So using the $15 Amazon gift card, if you're a recipient, you can pick which of the two books you would like to purchase. Okay? So again, there's going to be 10 recipients, and each one will receive a $15 Amazon gift card. To enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post, and remember to type in tonight's code word leader as part of your entry comment. Even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway, type in leader. That officially enters you. That lets us know that you're officially listening, okay? So, Marcy, you can pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. This one will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Great big thanks to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this special giveaway possible. So now, Matthew, I really want to get into some of the detailed and focused ways you're leading in big ways, not only at your school, but also in the whole field of education in our country. So this is a biggie, and it's kind of a general question, but First of all, could you help define, because this, this is a, something that every school is needing to deal with these days, what is a trauma-informed school? So um, a trauma-informed school understands the impact that trauma has on, on, ch- on children, um, and it's utilizing science in an innovative way uh, through supporting students as opposed to punishing them. Um, and it's, it's utilizing leaders or utilizing relationships to empower students to, to be honest. And it just is aligned with this through leadership opportunities to build acceptance within their community. Um, we know that, that trauma isn't something that is isolated to one specific demographic. And so these approaches are, are something that we need to be doing nationwide. Well, and the the whole concept here, if I'm understanding it correctly, is that 
about half of our kids now in our country have what are called adverse childhood experiences at some point in their school life. Many have many more than one. And what's happening, I want to read a quote. There's a, uh, uh, what is this called, a report that I'm going to share the title of it in just a minute that I'm hoping you all will read this, teachers. Usually reports, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just can't stand to read another page. This thing, I could not put it down. And it's presented in a way that's uplifting and easy to read. and, And I learned so much. But I want to read this quote, okay? It says, if 20 million people were infected by a virus that caused anxiety, impulsivity, aggression, sleep problems, depression, respiratory and heart problems, vulnerability to substance abuse, antisocial and criminal behavior, and school failure, we would consider it an urgent public health crisis. Yet, in the United States alone, there are more than 20 million abused, neglected, and traumatized children vulnerable to these problems. Our society has yet to recognize this epidemic, let alone develop an immunization strategy. This is what we're talking about. This is why being a trauma-informed school is so important, because our kids are hurting. For whatever reasons... um, and I, what I realized looking, reading all of this is that I had a trauma in my childhood and that was when my parents got divorced and I just kind of whizzed by it and dealt with everything as best I could. And this is a very personal thing for me to talk about. But as I was reading all of this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this was a trauma for me and it has affected my entire life in many different ways. So this has got to be addressed in our schools. Our, our leadership needs to focus on this for the sake of our kids. And here's another, I, I'm sorry I'm going on and on, and I have so many more questions for you, Matthew, but uh, there's a, another quote here from this uh, this report that that's about ACEs, the adverse childhood experiences in the school setting. And it says, quote, the neural pathways in the brain that deal with stress are the same ones that are used for learning. We, as a country, want our kids to achieve more academically, but we cannot do this if our kids aren't emotionally healthy. Oh, my God. Light bulb. Light bulb. So, Matthew, as I understand it, something called the paradigm shift relates to all of this. What is the paradigm shift, and how did you get started with it? So... The paradigm shift that I that I simply put is we have to quit asking kids what is wrong with you and start asking kids what's happened to you. Yes. Um, I I started the journey of being trauma informed in my school, um, being exposed to the ACE study, which is what you're referring to, um, which was done on a predominantly middle uh, class white demographic, and the the research showed that a quarter of the demographic that they studied. Um, had at least one ace, and, or I'm sorry, 60% had at least one ace, and over yeah. a quarter had three or more. Yes. Um, and so that was profound to me. Uh, and in schools, we don't talk about this. What we've always talked about is poverty, but I'm not talking right. about poverty. Trauma and poverty are two different things, although there is correlation between increase of trauma and poverty. Um, we, we, we don't, we've never talked about it. So leading from that into the brain science around the effects of trauma on brain development, I encourage every educator to begin to look at 
the effects of brain development. It is undeniable, um, and it is right. That quote that you said it is exactly right, and the brain science shows that, that students who are from trauma, that functioning of the brain that is there for learning is also uh, struggling based off of trauma. So impulsivity, yelling out. I don't know how many times I've heard teachers say things like, well, all I did was ask him to sit down. Um, but that yeah. isn't what the brain is translating to that child. And so it, it all comes into we have to look at we, the processes, the protocols, and the practices of education because we're not trying to fix broken kids. What we need to focus on is break, fixing broken systems. And that really is what a par- the paradigm shift is. Well, and and what have been the results of, of focusing on being a trauma-informed school and the paradigm shift? What have the, been the results at your school? So we have seen a, a dramatic decrease of, of office referrals. Now, let me be quite frank and honest and tell you that that doesn't mean all of our behaviors are gone. Uh, my teachers right. see behavior now as an opportunity to build a relationship and to find what's behind it. Our, in, our academics are beginning to, to increase at a rapid rate. Um, our students, 98% of our students in my school stated that they had a strong nurturing relationship and a teacher at school that loved them. Um, so this is the foundation for how we're going to transition um, and support kids into being successful both socially, emotionally, and academically um, because those three pieces cannot be separated. It's all in one. Absolutely. Well, and the report... Um, that really defines all of this that I've been reading quotes from and everything. I, I hope you all have a pencil and I'll have to post this somehow because this is something that I believe every teacher, every leader, every educator in our country needs to read. And here's the title of it. And I, I came upon it on happenstance just you know, in, in preparing and researching for my interview here with Matthew tonight. But this is a gem that everybody should read. It's called... Promoting a Paradigm Shift in Metro Nashville Public Schools, Our Process Towards Becoming Trauma-Sensitive. I'm going to say it again. Promoting a Paradigm Shift in Metro National Public Schools, Our Process Toward Becoming a tra- becoming Trauma-Sensitive. Google that. Download it. Read it. Share it with your administration, with your school district, with your principal. Oh, my gosh. It is so enlightening and so helpful. That's the thing. Sometimes there's a whole lot lots of words on the page, but every single word that I read here was so helpful. And I know that, uh, Matthew, you're a leader in this whole area. So I just thank you so much for everything that you're do, doing to lead the way in our country with this. Now, to kind of shift gears in a whole different way, a, di- a different note of leadership, I know that you're also the founder of, well, this t- ties in as well here, you're the founder of At Trauma Informed Chat and the Trauma Informed Schools Network. Are these resources that all educators can receive support from? Absolutely. So the Trauma Informed Chat happens every month, uh, every month on Twitter, um, and I have gotten national and actually international known trauma um, informed practitioners, whether it's from the mental health field, whether it's from the education field, and it's a collaborative space in which we all come and talk about these practices. Um, It lasts about an hour. It's absolutely um, an amazing experience. It's a connection and a network that is fantastic. And the Trauma-Informed Schools Network... 
Um, so before you jump onto that one, how do they? Sure. When is this hour on Twitter, and how can people connect with that? Oh, good, good question. So our next one is September twentieth, um, okay. from six to seven p.m. Central Time, um, and they can go on. Um, and if they've never participated in a Twitter chat, I would tell from an education standpoint, it is the easiest way to collaborate with. Um, with educators around the country in short periods of time. Um, they would follow the hashtag trauma-informed chat. Um, there will be questions posted, and there will be engagement from people, well, at this point, literally all over the world. Um, oh. And it's resource sharing. It's idea sharing. It's, it's positive story sharing. It sounds a lot like what you're doing with this amazing radio show. It's just on Twitter. It does, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh, that's so awesome. So now what is the Trauma-Informed <laughs> yes. Schools Network? Is that so the Common Phone Schools Network is it is it's a group um, that we formulated on on Facebook. It's a Facebook group, so I would encourage okay. everybody to go on and go onto Facebook and, and look for the Trauma Informed Trauma Informed Schools Network um, group. And we again, it's the same kind of platform. We're file sharing, we're idea sharing, we're resource sharing. Um, I'll be giving away Jim Sportlander who is a principal from Kansas who is in the documentary. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Uh, Paper Tigers, which is about a trauma-informed school. We're giving his book away. I'm giving it away tomorrow. Um, awesome. So, again, it's a, it's a collaborative space in which educators can come together and get ideas and share ideas and, and really collaborate on a, on a platform. Oh, oh my gosh, this is a light bulb moment, you guys. What a wonderful resource because this is this whole issue. We need we need to find a shining leadership way regarding all of this. Uh, oh my gosh, this is perfect. So now, now shifting gears a little bit, equally as important, can you tell us about your nonprofit ride for reading and how it's leading the way in literacy support? Sure. So, um, right reading came about in, in such a, in an interesting way in that, um, I had, had a one little boy whose name was Ciro. Um, I was, te- I was about fourth grade and I, like most teachers do, I need you to read it, read at night for 15 minutes. And Ciro innocently raised his hand and basically said, I don't have any books in my home. Um, so Uh-oh. that night I was part of an online mountain biking. I'm an avid cyclist. So, uh, mountain biking community just asked for books. Uh, we'll kind of fast forward 10 years later, and that was in my second year of teaching. Um, fast forward now nearly 11 years later, um, and Ride for Reading has become a national organization. We have, a, we have 13 satellite um, cities around the country. We have one other self-sustaining chapter in San Antonio, and the premise is really just delivery books by bicycle to low-income area schools. So we're mobile book fairs, and it's all free to students. Um, and we've made a correlation with our volunteers that reading and riding a bike are usually learned about the same time. So our volunteers yes. are ecstatic to pull up to a school of cheering students, and the students are ecstatic to get access to free books. Well, and this goes along with the whole thing you were saying earlier about being a leader. You know, you, you weren't told, okay, go start a cycling reading project because I'm deeming you a leader in that area, you stepped up on your own and saw a niche that was needed and you stepped forward as that leader and created this amazing thing. So how can people connect with Ride for Reading um, so they know which areas Um, it's in? Maybe they're they're interested in in starting a satellite program in their area. How can they connect with that? 
Sure. So we are on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we also have our website, which is rideforreading.org. Um, and what I would say to anybody who has presented with an idea, I literally just acted upon an idea with no idea the fuel that would be placed on that spark. I have people all over the country that are leading their own ride for eating deliveries. Not in a million years would I have ever thought that would have happened. And I think educators are given opportunities daily um, that sometimes we go, whoo, that would be a good idea. Um, but taking right. those small ideas, even within your classroom um, and even within students, giving them opportunity, you can never know uh, what will happen when act is upon I love that. That was the whole thing with Right Road Kids. When I funded Right Road Kids, I was threatened by a young teenage boy during the L.A. riots back in 1992. And it was the same thing. It was a calling. It was like, I've got to do this. And people thought I was absolutely Mm -hmm. nuts, you know, quitting my job and starting this nonprofit. But look where it is now, 26 years later. You know, that's the Mm -hmm. thing. Oh, I, I love what you just said. That's how we can all be leaders and model that for our kids. When you have an idea, know that it's planted there for a reason you know and and you know what maybe that idea is going to be a flop maybe it's not going to catch on but maybe it will be a tremendous success or maybe tweaking it just a little bit and and getting support and help and ideas you know people brainstorming back and forth it that's what makes it turn in so we are we can all be leaders oh my gosh oh my gosh i love this okay so matthew is there any I I'm, I feel like I've made a lifelong friend. I, I wish we could talk for hours and hours here. Is there any final message you'd like to share with all of the wonderful educators and Right Road friends listening? Uh, there is, and I, I tell people this often, that um, there is no magic wand. There is no magic anything to education. You, We are the magic. We are the ones who are going to change the way we do things. We are the ones who are going to positive impact kids. And we are the ones who are going to be making the biggest difference in our country. And so not waiting on somebody to give you the answer because sincerely, I firmly believe that our educators are the answer. And sometimes you have to step out of a box in order to be the person that your child or your student needs to be at that given moment. Uh. I love this. I wish oh, I've got so many more questions. I wish we had another hour. But thank you so much, Matthew, just for not only for being with me this evening, but for truly being such an exceptional leader in education in our country. I just I feel like you need to deserve you deserve some kind of an award. And I'm just going to I'm waving down Marcy over here. She's here with me. We're going to send you some kind of gift box for your school, some kind of right road oh, surprise. Because I just feel like leaders need to be acknowledged and educators and teachers. And and I feel like you are doing something, so many things in an extraordinary way. And it'll just be our way of saying thank you. So thank you a million times over, Matthew, for everything you shared and just for being the amazing shining light you are in education and in the world. I'm so grateful. And thank you. I appreciate it. And I will tell you, I'm only as strong as my teachers. And without my teachers, I wouldn't be able to be the leader I am. So it's really about them. And I I appreciate them every single day. Amen. Oh, my goodness. What a guy. 
And I, I also want to give, as I always do, a huge thank you to our sponsors, to Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nairs, Seatsack, the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And hey, you guys, a reminder to mark your calendars for Sunday, October 7th. That's our next Live on the Right Road show date, and it's going to be another wonderful show. Oh, my goodness. And as I always like to do, I have a few nuggets from my heart that I really want to share with you that you can take with you into your week and into the year. Number one. Remember, as we've talked so much about tonight, that whatever job position you're in, you can lead. I feel like we have a shared leadership responsibility, especially when it comes to our children. You know, we can point fingers when things go awry, or we can take that positive action and lead by example in our daily lives and with our daily actions. And I hope that thought is a real takeaway inspiration from tonight that will be a huge blessing in your life. Number two, remember that leading can be difficult and there are often a whole lot of really really tough things to deal with as a leader so I think without losing our high expectation for leadership results we also need to remember to have compassion and understanding for leaders they're human and they have tough days too I think the visual of kind of walking in someone else's shoes goes both ways so if you see a leader at your school struggling you know like Matthew said earlier being abrasive you know seeming pained buy them a cup of coffee you know ask to lend an ear to hear their thoughts and feelings and that leadership step on your part could have a positive impact on the whole school if the leader then goes from feeling unappreciated and exhausted to uplifted and empowered by your support and how cool is that thought Um, number three we have to remember every moment of every day that how we lead is going to model leadership for our children I want to read that again we have to remember that how we lead is going to model leadership for our children I think there's a whole lot of people in the world that need to hear that today. And it's we all make mistakes like we were talking about tonight. But oh my goodness, leadership is a privilege and a responsibility. It's not, um, we're not tooting our own horns. And our kids are going to take away whatever we, however we present that leadership. And we have to keep that in the forefront of our thoughts and minds because they're going to learn to be leaders by how we are leaders. And finally, oh my gosh, you guys, I am so thrilled to highlight another of our amazing Keller Williams Right Road ambassadors this evening. Talk about leadership. His name is Philip Walker. Philip just became a KW Right Road ambassador for two teachers in their classroom in the Dallas area. Well, uh, actually, it's three teachers because at one school, Foster Elementary, we selected two Right Road teacher friends together to receive the Right Road grant. Those two teachers are Tequila Birkins and Pedro Perez. They're sharing the award and... Gwen Walker, no relation to Philip, is Philip's other recipient, and Gwen is from Jill Stone Elementary. And all of these teachers, Nair and Seatsack and Right Road Kids gift boxes overflowing with their new school supply and classroom resource wishes were shipped to Philip this week, and he's personally delivering them to these wonderful Right Road teacher friends that he's sponsoring. So I want to give a huge Right Road shout out to Philip Walker, Keller Williams real estate agent in the Dallas area 
Sylvia. And, you know, Philip, let me know. I, I jotted a few notes here because I thought this was so special. It just really gave me goosebumps. He shared with me that he's always wanted to help provide school supplies to the local schools where he works, but he couldn't figure out an efficient way to get it done. And he said that's why he was so excited to hear about the Right Road KW Ambassador Program. He heard about it at a recent Keller Williams leadership meeting, and he immediately got on board. He said he's so excited about helping more teachers, and he's talking to KW friends about getting them involved as well. So, oh, my gosh. And you guys, you know what? Remember that each KW agent that becomes involved in this very special Right Road project is doing so out of the goodness of their own heart. The funds they provide are not coming from Keller Williams corporate. They're coming out of their own pockets because that's how much they care. So, you know, I never like to make a sales pitch, but I this means so much to be, to be able to give back to all these amazing people. If you need a realtor, please consider a KW agent from wherever you are in the country, like Philip in the Dallas area and also one of our amazing on the right road sponsors Lori Stinas is a KW agent in the Dallas area as well you know just connecting with them for your real estate needs will help them support even more right road teachers and classrooms and you guys I can't say enough that if you haven't already signed up as a right road teacher friend on our website again from wherever you are in the country make sure to take a sec to do that we select right road teacher friends as recipients for these amazing KW right road ambassador grants so so you need to be signed up with us so we know how to reach you if a KW agent steps up in your area. And this whole project is growing. You may remember that I've shared my goal is that we'll have KW Right Road Ambassadors sponsoring Right Road Classrooms in all 50 states. And the program is indeed growing. We just got our first Right Road KW Right Road Ambassador from Utah. So I'll be announcing that amazing agent and teacher recipient on the next On the Right Road show. So thank you again to Philip Walker and to all of the KW agents who are coming on board for becoming part of the Right Road family and for your amazing leadership and support. And speaking of giving to you all in big ways, I've got giveaway number three for tonight. But first, I want to quickly mention, I'm also going to add a bonus giveaway after the show tonight. I love football. I grew up watching the Green Bay Packers since I've been in a high chair. So what I'm going to do is give a Target gift card. It'll be a giveaway after the show. So about a half hour after the show, watch for another bonus giveaway post, okay? It's going to be a Target gift card for the total score of tonight's Packers-Bears game, okay? And when you enter that one, make sure to also include the code word LEADER because it's part of tonight's show, even though I'm going to post it a half hour later, okay? Okay, so here's giveaway number three for tonight, though, drum roll. And remember, you guys, to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways. So, giveaway number three, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road, because leadership needs to include a whole lot of creativity. I have 12 awesome and very colorful creative resource gifts from Michael's including five jumbo pencil incentive reward packs, three awesomely scented big boxes of crayons, the coolest pom-pom marker set ever, a package of colorful teacher favorite dot markers, and two $25 Michael's gift cards. So there will be 12 teacher recipients, and each will receive one of the wonderful creative colorful creative, colorful Mike classroom gifts. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight's code word leader 
as part of your entry comment. Again, even if you included it in tonight's other giveaways, okay? So, Marcy, you can put that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. And mountains of thanks to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful Joy-Filled Life book for making this giveaway possible. And remember to watch for that final football Target gift card giveaway about in about a half hour, okay? So, gosh, you guys, I hope this hour has been a wonderful blessing for you. I hope that it's inspired you to be a great leader and to guide and support others in your school and in, in your life to great leadership as well. A million thanks again to Matthew Portel for being my extraordinary guest this evening. Thank you for, to Marcy for the wonderful behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my amazing engineer, Justin, and the whole Voice America team. And thank you all so very much for listening and being part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. In case you missed any part of tonight's show or would like to share it with friends and family, this episode will be available to listen to or download for free. And watch for our the Click and Listen giveaway we'll have on our Facebook page for that next weekend. Even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giveaway. And I'm also going to post the link in just a little while, too, because a bunch of you are asking for some of the information. So I'm going to post the link so you can listen to whatever you may have zoomed by or whatever, okay? So uh, uh, remember that the next On the Right Road show will be live here on Voice America Empowerment on Sunday, October 7th. In between our Live on the Right Road broadcast, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. Hey, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, October 7th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road, wishing you courage, strength, discernment, and compassion to be truly a great leader and to inspire your kids to be great leaders. I love you all. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.